0: Welcome to the NPL Sunday Night Show, powered by the Brisbane Football Review. Hosted by Scott Owen.
1: Well firstly, what a surprise Adam goes through a game at Moreton Bay.
0: And Adam Pace. I was going to say, I was actually going to say, yep, that's, that's pretty much me in a nutshell let's got to this one. Your weekly NPL recap starts now.
1: Okay, we're back in here on the Brisbane Football News NPL so It's Scott and Adam with you as usual. Adam, and how are you this weekend? Yeah,
0: I'm good. It's uh, uh, more more sort of uh, go, going through the sort of motions with obviously pre uh, the Pro Series and round two of the women. But uh, yeah, we're we're getting to uh, the kickoff of the um, of the season for the, for the men. So looking forward to it.
1: Yes, the men's season will kick off next weekend. I've seen you've been out as the Mayor of Morton, but your local club's checking on on how things are. We'll get to that yeah. later on in the show. This is the Brisbane Football Review. You can get in contact with us on, searching for Brisbane Football Review on all our social media platforms. That'd be Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or Brisbane Football Review at gmail.com if you want to drop us any emails, criticisms, questions, whatever you like, do it, do it there. But on the show tonight, we will get to the aforementioned NPL men's competition later on, but we'll go through the NPL women's the Kappa Women's Super Cup, which we didn't go through last week. We've got the Australia Cup, as well as round two of the Kappa Pro Series, as well as, well as some talk around the national secondaries, a couple of Queensland clubs dropping their hand into the ring for that. and we'll do that later on as well.
0: Yeah, and also as well, you said about Chris, also correcting typos on uh, on results uh, score sheets, which on result graphics that we we post, which uh, we've been I've been screaming for the last half an hour to fix. So yes, I apologise, my bad.
1: Yeah, I'm not real good at English and stuff. let's let's, let's get on with this yeah we'll stick to stuff we kind of sort of maybe don't fully understand that we'll start with (laughs) round two of the npl queensland women's competition adam and it was a good weekend in the women's competition once again this weekend we'll start off with the game up at up on the peninsula on saturday night which was the rematch of the fqpl2 fqpl1 grandfather biggie palm peninsula power against and It was a 2-0 win for Peninsula Power. Gospel Christina, Amadui and Ava Blitzard there giving them a 2-0 win and a bit of revenge for Peninsula Power after going down in extra time in the grand final last year.
0: Yeah, I, I guess you can call a little bit of revenge. Obviously, you're not going to get that grand final trophy back. Uh, obviously, uh, Power were the premiers of, of FQPL1 women last season. So... So, but I think it's also a measure of where the two sides are at as far as their um, preparations go. I think Mitchelton probably will be the most unluckiest 0 two side in that league at the moment. But uh, results, are results, and potential power. Um, look, I think it was just it was just a um, a poor last ten to fifteen minutes against QAS, which they let them into the door uh, coming home because obviously. Uh, yeah, a to, uh, two-year to, you know, win. And uh, so, uh, they they start the season with a win and a draw to to kick off their campaign.
1: Yeah, it's so the only that Mitchell's. So they are the only team without any points in the opening two rounds. But it's a bit of a tough start. Them. A way to Lions in round one, who are obviously the dominant side in this competition, and a way to Peninsula Power, who were the dominant side in last year's FQPR Women's. And are expected to be quite a strong force in this year's competition in the NPR Women's. So it's a tough couple of rounds. And it's probably... To have those results be that tight probably indicates Mitchison will be a competitive side in this competition, albeit, albeit coming from a little bit further back now, having not got any points in the first two rounds.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just luck of the draw, unlucky of the draw in this case that uh, that uh, yeah they they face, they faced, you know basically the two the two other champions in the first two weeks. So uh, look, I expect them to get on the board fairly quickly. They're 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 a good sold side. So um you you really you really cannot really take too much results wise out of this. So I think the performances, especially against Lions, I think that it certainly warrant them that, you know, when they start facing some of the other teams in the league, I think that they'll be they'll find uh find their feet and start, you know, getting the ball rolling as far as uh as getting points on the board for the uh for the league.
1: Sure. Speaking of Lions, they see that a four-nil win on Saturday night at home to Sunshine Coast Wanderers. Goals from Rebecca Kirkup, uh, Tegan Thompson, Tegan Riding, and Madison Teakle. They're giving Lions a comfortable win on the night. Adam but probably more comfortable for them than their round one match, and maybe they're just starting to to find their groove a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think also as well. I think we 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 just said before that you know Mitchum played played well. I think against them in round one. I think yeah, Lions. I think. I think they'll that, be, be better for the for the run uh, last week. I think this is more you know normal service being being resumed uh, as well. I think you know I think we, if you try and rank them at the moment, I think Mitchelton's probably a little bit ahead of Sunshine Coast Wanderers, but uh, then again, until they play each other, it, it's 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 all speculative form.
1: It is. it happens when they do play each other later on. The other game on Saturday, Eastern Suburbs had a nil-all draw away to South-Nil, South, East-Nil. Two draws to start the year for both of these sides, Adam. And from East's perspective, two clean sheets to start the year, but they're still yet to find a goal. So it's really good at one end of the field and maybe just not quite there yet in the in the attacking third.
0: Yeah, I was, I was actually going to say that. I was going to say the good, the good news is that, yeah, two clean sheets, but the bad news is that two two duckheads from the attackers. So, um, so yeah, so I, I you, generally you look at it, you look at and say that, you know what, if your defense is in order early on, that's probably a better sign than um, not scoring goals. So I don't think all hope is lost for for East. I think South as well. You know, I think they'd be pretty pretty satisfied with a um, with another draw. Uh, like today, they, they they were surprised early against Sunshine Coast uh, in round one. So the fact that they've they've, they've held their defence for pretty much 170 minutes, I think also as well. I think that's a good sign for Fred uh, Gregson's side.
1: It is, but it's also two straight draws at home to start the year for South. So, to our teams trying to make a fortress for their home games. That's a maybe a slight missed opportunity for South. Still plenty of home games to go, though.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like I said, you know, it's a 27-round season. Uh, so, yeah, 25 more opportunities, you know, another 13 home games. So, so yeah, look, again, it'll, in, a long, in a long season where they did play each other three times, uh, I, even I think that really this... this this pack's probably not going to settle itself in most part, and we'll get to the reason why in a sec, uh, in most part until, you know, at least round eight, when once everyone's played each other once, we'll get started to gauge who's who's sort of going well and who's not going so well.
1: Absolutely. See what happens when it does. Even that long season to go, as you point out. The two games played this evening or Sunday evening, depending on when you are listening to this. Firstly, Capalabar 2-1 winners over the QAS. Two goals from Brittany Lacek, an 83rd-minute header there from a corner, giving Capalabar the win in that one. Adam, it's good to see Capalabar get back onto winning form after their game away to Gold Coast last week, but it also does show QAS are uh, perhaps, again, like we said on our season preview, they're young players and you might not know a lot about them yet but they over the course of the season they'll show that they've got real quality and in this game they were in it for a long period they only gave it up late in the game so it's a not a bad result either for the qas
0: yeah right another one of their um their young young sort of, uh, national representatives daisy brown uh coming up on the score sheet for them and they were and they actually uh, re- responded very very quickly after Brittany Lacey put them put kapalba ahead uh so so yeah so they obviously fought back very well yeah and it was only a late it was a late winner that uh that that saw them uh, sort of go go down so look I think this QAS team I, I think that they they're going to be uh value I think obviously there's going to be some nights that you know when especially when they're um the top their top players are away on your know, international camps and whatnot uh they they may struggle a little bit but even then i think they're starting to show that you know they uh, you know it's not it's not a formality that they're going to finish uh bottom of the league as i think some people are predicting
1: yeah i think that's a little bit presumptuous so that's way it's going to be but with kapalabar this is a sort of this is the impact they brought britney lasik in to make isn't it to to win these sorts of games for them i know they've got a couple of players unavailable at the moment kapalabar but Brittany lasik stepped up today and came and basically carried this team over the line. Oh
0: look uh, look Brittany Lac she's a she's a proven you know goal scoring predator you know, and yeah and she has scored not, a lot of winners uh both her time at Logan and at Olympics. So I think that you know for Kapalba, she's gonna be a very very big asset, especially um especially if uh, Larissa Cramer doesn't come back as you know I don't know what's gonna happen obviously being a World Cup year uh, you know her her you know raw and Matilda's uh sort of juice so if, if if uh, Larissa Cromer doesn't come back uh, for Capalaba, you know, I think Brittany Lasik, while certainly, is not in the same, you know, you know sort of standing class, so she's still going to be uh, fairly, fairly formidable and will score goals.
1: Absolutely, Larissa Cromer currently one of twelve Queenslanders in that Matilda side, so maybe we should have a yeah. Queensland versus the rest of Australia. I'd, I'd certainly pay to see that. That's all. Maybe we can talk that on another show, but that's where currently where Larissa Kramer and plenty of other Queenslanders are the final game of the round in MPL Women's Round Two it was down on the Gold Coast at Coplick Family Sports Park it was a 7-2 win for Gold Coast and over Olympic FC. Hat trick from Amy Langworthy, Taylor Stevens, Zoe Corbett, Astia Neckerbrook and Paloma Gonçalves Oliveira all on the score sheet for the home side in this one. Adamman, two games in, 10 goals score. Gold Coast looking like they might be the the this season's entertainers at least in the front third.
0: Yeah, no, good to see uh young Amy Langworth get uh get a hat-trick. I know she she's uh I know a player that you know has got cons- they've got considerable sort of you know uh, prospects on and you know very very tall player as well. So the fact that she's going around scoring goals at the moment is only a good sign uh, and obviously goes a long way of filling uh, the the massive hole that uh, D Thompson you know has has sort of has left behind. But to see to see uh, Acia Neckerberg also go on the score sheet again, um, that's good. Now, as you said, yeah, 10 goals. Uh, so far, for Gold Coast United, certainly has uh, certainly you know given them you know a big head start as far as you know they will sit on top of the uh, the ladder you know, in the early weeks on goal difference.
1: They do see top It's the table on goal difference there. Gold Coast and Lions are the only teams with 100% records so far through the opening two weekends of the season. They're both on six points. Gold Coast with a plus seven goal difference. Lions with plus five. So that is where he's currently in. The rest of the top four is Peninsula Power and Capalaba. We won't go through the full table. It's still very, very early in the season, but that's got a very familiar look to it early on that NPL Women's Queensland table. Adam, although Peninsula Power... Um, jumping up as well after their really strong form last year in FQPL.
0: Yeah, uh this big game uh next Saturday night uh against uh between power and lions as part of the doubleheader with the uh, football foundation cup. Uh but uh but yeah look uh look power I've got I think I've got a bit to prove. I think that you know being the being the uh, FQPL one premiers and and obviously you uh, know going down in a heartbreaker uh, against against Mitchelton in the grand final. I, I think they have got a bit to prove, and uh, they, they'll get their biggest test against uh, against Lions, and I think they'll find out where they're really at. But, again, they're one, one of the smokies in the pack. As you said, East, I think, uh, like I said, their defence looks rock solid, but um, they, I think they've got to find some goals from somewhere as well. And Kapalaba that it was, it was a uh, good bounce-back win. So even in the early, early yeah, rounds this season, the women's, it's starting to already take sort of a bit of a pattern but uh look that some of the big clubs are going to meet each other in the next few weeks uh cuz after after this week lions then do mm. do have Kapalabar and uh gold coast united uh in rounds 4 and 5 so that i think we're going to really find out a few truths about this league this season in the next month
1: Absolutely looking forward to that matchup next weekend between Lions SC and potential power. Power got a good record actually as a club at, at Lions Stadium as well. Mm. So we can see how, if that can translate to this fixture next week, we'll have to see about that. Then we will now also war on the women's game. We'll look at Kappa Women's Super Cup. As I said, we unfortunately neglected it last week. So we're going to, going to, Give it its rightful place in the show now. Adams this is the results from round two in the Kappa Women's Super Cup. Caloundra, 3 0 winners away from home against Wombai FC. Mount Gravatt, 5 nil winners over, 5 1 winners over Annalee. Garden City Rovers, 6 USQFC, 0. Grange Thistle, 3 Pine Hills, 1. Caboolture, 17 Southside Eagles, 0. Wynnum Wolves, 2 North Star, 0. Runaway Bay 3, Surface Parrots Apollo 1, Noosa 3, Nambour Yandina 0, Gold Coast Knights 8, Palm Beach 0, UQFC 5, Holland Park 0, Willowburn 2, Rockville Rovers 0, and North Brisbane 5, Ipswich Knights 0. Now, there are some takeaways from this game, Adam, and I assume you want to start with the 17 0 but there's also a couple of other very interesting results there.
0: Yeah, we had to double check that and verify that is actually was actually correct. But yes, it was a very very long night for unfortunately for Southside Eagles against uh, a Caboolture side who are if you look at that team list who are actually a very very good side and uh, look the, them and Gold Coast Knights who had a pretty comfortable eight nil win over Palm Beach and that was on on the live streams on. Uh, on FQ TV this afternoon, uh, they're two sides. I think you've got to ha- you can you ignore your own perils as far even when the uh, FQPL one and MPL uh, teams enter the Kappa Kappa Women's Cup in the next round. They're two sides I think are going to be very very dangerous because they they have got some good good lineups. Um, other than that, yeah, I don't know too much. North Brisbane are ones so far, they've gone through round one and two with some big wins. So they might have maybe one as well that could cause a little bit of problems for some of the bigger teams down, down the road. So so yeah, this is this is actually I, I think with with Caboolture and Gold Coast Knights, it adds a very, very fascinating dimension to the Kappa Women's Super Cup. Yes, look, lions are, are gunning are gonna be yeah, red hot favorites to make it three out of three. But I think there's going to be a couple of surprises, I think, in store. I think some, especially if uh, some of the top teams decide to sort of, you know, take this competition sort of, you know, lightly. Yeah, a few of these lower, these lower teams may may surprise.
1: And with the extended season as well, that may very, may very well have not necessarily mm. a particular team. You mentioned Lions, so probably the favourites. Not necessarily they'll take it lightly, but some of the MPL teams may look to field some of the younger players or to get some experience into them there. So that may be the case. Also with... With um Caboolture and Gold Coast Knights, as we've seen through their social media postings over the over the off season, added quite a few players from in and around the NPL. Both those teams, so certainly are two teams to keep an eye on over the course of this competition and their se- league season, which I believe kicks off next weekend.
0: Uh yes, yes. Okay. And ap- an apologies to Caboolture and Gold Coast Knights, you ain't flying under the radar from us.
1: No, you're obviously not flying underneath our radar. Not the the players that
0: you guys have have signed. There's no way you're flying under the radar. So if you're hoping that, sorry.
1: Apologies, but you're well and truly (laughs) on (laughs) the radar. And We will now move our radar from the women's game, Adam, to the men's game. Before we go into any of the results, there was one big news story over the course of the week, which does need touching on on this show because it does affect a number of clubs who compete in the competitions we cover here on the Sunday show. And that is the... The formation of the second division has taken the next step. Expressions of interest have been called for. And so far, two clubs from from Queensland have formally and publicly expressed an interest. That would be, firstly, Peninsula Power on Friday afternoon. And then uh, on the Saturday morning, Sunshine Coast Fire also said they have formally put in their expression of interest. So two clubs currently have done so, and there could be more to come.
0: Yeah, I think so, and uh, I think the way it's sort of looking at the moment, uh, it, it is a case of yes, this is the first stage, and and uh, we'll throw to an interview very very shortly on this, but uh, it's, it is a case of this is the first stage. So I, I I think that while I think for those clubs it is a big step to say to publicly declare your hand as far as you know whether you're interested in the national second division, certainly there is a lot of work that needs to be done, a lot of detail still needs to be expressed before, you know, sort of at least saying, you know what, it's definitely going to happen.
1: It does seem like this is the year where a lot of these things are going to actually come come to a head, doesn't it? Now, you mentioned we do have an interview here, we do, you caught up with the executive director of Peninsula Power, John Old? Yes, I did. Right, let's hear what he had to say, talking about this on Friday night too. and we'll be back right after this.
0: I'm joined by Peninsula Power Executive Director, John Old. John, uh, landmark day in uh, Peninsula Power's history. Uh, you guys have uh, just uh, announced that you'll be intend to uh, take part in the National Second Division. Yeah, we'll definitely put on uh, an expression of interest. We've been in the uh, sort of um, embryonic stages of it with the AAFC and, and, and the FFA right from the start, involving the V League and the Second Division, as it's now going to be called or, or whatever. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be looking to... Uh, Push on to the next uh, part of the uh, equation.
1: And thank you to John there for his time. It was quite, quite. Uh, it's, it's, it is the first step, isn't it? There, as you heard from John, and there is still a ways to go. But it's an exciting first step for a lot of a lot of clubs in and around the pyramid, not just in Queensland but nationwide.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like I said. And uh, look, at the end of the day, you don't you don't fault these clubs for at least showing interest. I, I was a bit. Um, how do I put it? I, I was a bit sort of you know. Disappointed. I think I used the word disappointed in Sunshine Coast Fire's post on Saturday morning where basically they're taking a pot shot about, you know, saying, Oh, this is not uh like it's not breaking news and and all this that, you know, it, it was a clear pot shot at one of the r- other other candidates. And look, is, is that really necessary that 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 tenor in that um in that statement? Look at the end of the day, you know, because like I said we can very, very easily take pot shots at at Sunshine Coast Fire and, and they're and you know what they're doing, and like I said, you know one one point at their current men's senior team and and their and their current results. So I think you know while I get that you know they're trying to downplay it, I know that you know power are very excited are very excited by that. I think at the end of the day, it's important to know where we're at in the timeline and that it is it is the opening stages. And look, I wouldn't be surprised that a few other sort of entities, in a you know club entities, be it you know clubs or as as uh, uh football australia uh ceo uh, james johnson suggested perhaps there might even be a couple of merged bids uh that may that may come out so look it, it is a fascinating time i think we i think across australia we're all in agreement that you know a national second division i think is a good thing but i also think there is a, there is a slight bit of concern that you know it's got to be financially viable um and also as well that you know it's it's got to make sense and uh and I think it's I think that's what we all want. And I know we've we've discussed it on the other show uh, at length about you know what we what we want and we expect out of the national second division.
1: We have, and I was just thinking as you were talking. Now I'd actually forgotten that um, Peninsula Power and Redcliffe falls under your jurisdiction as the mayor. That was a quite quite a strong defence there of, of your local area having a bit of a shot back at Sunshine Coast. But with Peninsula Power in particular, we know what a strong club they are, and if they yeah. do end up moving into a second season, we know they will do a really good job of it because every every step they've taken along the way over the last 10 15 years of their progression has been really well done and they've taken really good steps so you know they will do a good job but they're not the only club in Queensland to your point who would do a good job and and who knows if if some of those other clubs will put their hand up we'll have to wait and see
0: oh uh, look absolutely and you know, yeah look if, if if the if the numbers work out and you know, we get you know two three four clubs that you know that could you know, participate you know in that, then that, that's only a good thing for Queensland football. So you know, yeah, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a, it, like I said, it is early early stages of the process, you know, I think I, I did believe that the next, from reading from, you know, what's been going on around the AAFC and uh, and Football Australia, I think May might be the next sort of stage when these, when the expression of interest become a lot more serious and, you know, actually they start looking at, you know, requests of information and whatnot. So I think it's a to be continued, but at the moment, uh, there will be interesting who else, uh, beyond, beyond uh, Peninsula Power and Sunshine Coast Fire do put their hand in publicly and say that they're, uh, that they're putting the of interest in.
1: Absolutely. We'll bring you the updates on that as, as any other tense updates regarding Queensland clubs over the course of the year on this show and also our regular show on Wednesday with James. So we'll certainly keep you up to date on all of that news. But we will now shift our focus back to on field matters, Adam. We're starting with Group A in the Kappa Pro Series. And speaking of Peninsula Power, they had a two-all draw at home to the Sunshine Coast Wanderers on Friday night. They went up by two goals to nil in this game before getting pegged back. So that's not a bad result away from home for the Wanderers. They meet pretty early in the season, maybe even as early as this weekend. So it's not a bad result for the Wanderers to get a, a, a good result away from home there against Peninsula.
0: Yeah, look, uh, Sunshine Coast uh, Wanderers are a good value on front. I, I watched um, a bit of that game while, while I was up there. And, uh, yeah, look, they're there's they're, they're nothing spectacular about them. But as we've seen with Paul Arnison's size, they are solid. They're solid teams. Obviously, they're they uh, they were coming off a a first round uh, a pro series loss to sur- Surface Paras Apollo, so uh, I think that was a really positive rebound. But they they do go around again at uh, AJ Kelly Park uh, next uh, uh, next Saturday night to open the season. So certainly certainly I think there'll be lessons I learned from both sides that you know trying to pick up you know very very crucial early three points.
1: Oh, so the other games in this group: Surface Paradise, seven-two winners over Sunshine Coast. Five six goals from Morgan Saunders in that one. So. He might have wrapped up the golden boot in this competition in one one fell swoop. <laughs> there. will have to wait and see on that. But the other game of the round was a game which you also went to on Saturday night back at Walter Park between Moreton Bay United and Logan Lightning. It was a 5-1 win game We covered on our social media platforms, Bailey Radcliffe and a few others there, Marquez Walters, Joe Scott, Emron Donnelly, Fagan with a fantastic strike from range. And mm. it's a good result for Moreton Bay in this game. And two wins from two in there sitting currently top of the group in Group A, so they've got a great chance of progression through to, to the uh, knockout rounds.
0: Yeah, they they are looking really good at the moment. Uh, I, I think uh, I think that uh, they're the two Japanese uh, acquisitions, Naoki Maeda and uh, Sakashida Mitsaru.
1: I got it right, yes. <laughs> um, they for yeah, a goal as well on um, Saturday night.
0: They did, and uh, like I said, they, they, they look like very, very good Good players as well, and I think they accomplished nicely. Ben Holiday as well was one player I thought really had a had a good game for um for Morton Bay last night as well, trying down that that uh, that left wing as well. So look, again, I think they're a very solid team. Um, obviously. It will be a bit of a step-up taking on Olympic to open the league, but they're going to go with momentum and, confidence. and that's confidence, that's uh, and that's a major uh, thing, thing, especially this uh, the season. I think that they've had a very, very good pre-season.
1: Absolutely, and you caught up with the coach at Cam Miller. We'll play that on our NPL men's season preview coming up, probably out Monday, maybe Tuesday, so keep your ears tuned for that one. In, in this Group A, after two rounds, both Morton Bay United and Service Paris Apollo have an identical record two wins eight goals for two goals against so absolutely identical and then it's peninsula power sitting in third place so that's the way it currently stands in group a moving on to group b a game which you you spent a lot of time at walter park over the weekend you really were getting <laughs> getting in touch with the local community There must be an election up there going on at the moment yeah, as it's still new mayoral race because- the
0: constituency
1: you're doing a good job of it at the moment, clearly, because you we were there for the match between Albany Creek Excelsior and Brisbane Roar Academy in Group B, and it was a 4-0 win, this one, for the Brisbane Roar. Aon Majok, James Murphy, Josh DiMarco, and and Goral on the score sheet late on there. So a really good result for the Brisbane Roar. bounce back from their loss to City, and also a sign that, as a side, they look like they could be more competitive this year than they were last year.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think signs are... Are looking good that there seems to be a little bit more cohesion that you know definitely that if they can keep the side t- together or the majority of this side uh they i think that they they i think will will surprise i think they, g- they will be competitive you know I'm not, I'm not saying that they're gonna you know be bound better even emulate anywhere near what they did two seasons ago but certainly certainly i think that that if the, obviously, again, with, with the, the Brisbane Royal Academy side, it is dependent on what goes on, what happens with the top side, you now where the players are coming back. Now, obviously, the one, a couple of the uh, changes from the round one cap of Pro Series game against City is that no Mack the Freak, no Louis, Louis Abala. like Louis Zabala actually started in Sydney uh, last night, so in the A-League side, so I think you know, that's very interesting, and uh, Jez Lofthouse has now played two games as well in that side, and I, and I think it
1: looks I have like the that, as well.
0: Yeah, and so yeah, so two guys that are A-League contracted players are you know are getting valuable minutes in in the uh, in the MPL side. Whether if those players do do get call up to um, to the to the senior side in the A-League. Look, who knows? So, um, so yeah. But I think, I think if 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 not, I think that's two very very strong players that uh, the raw have at their disposal.
1: Well, they could use goals given the way the A League men's season has gone. But that's and they've certainly got some confidence now. Those two players you mentioned, and mm. we'll talk about that more on the show on Wednesday with James. But they have to mention they might be potentially in the frame for a bench spot elsewhere in Group B. Gold Coast Knights made it two wins from two over brisbane city with a 1-0 win there thanks to austin ludwig i believe it was who scored for them and western pride speaking of teams who might surprise this year two wins from two for them as well a 2-1 went away to the brisbane strikers that's a very nice result for for western pride adam
0: yeah uh we 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 thought that it was a uh a, a laid down a bit of a marker on, with their win over over uh Albany Creek in round one at home uh but yeah to to, to, to beat strikers who are who are considered probably one of the favorite favorite teams in FUPL one uh and, and be in this competition you know at two and0 look I, I think that you know they're definitely that uh, western pride him be very very confident going into the league uh league opener uh, this weekend.
1: Absolutely. Western Pride do sit top of that group on six points out. It's clear of Gold Coast Knights second on goal difference, and it's Raw and Brisbane City with a one win each, and then Strikers Albany Creek after that. So currently, Western Pride and Gold Coast Knights in the box seat in Group B. Moving on to Group C, speaking of the Gold Coast, Gold Coast United with a three-all draw against Rochdale Rovers in this one. Adam, and they score a lot of goals, Gold Coast. Is there the issue potentially that just need to tighten things up slightly at the back, or is it just it's a it's an early season game and it's not too much to read into it? What do you make of it?
0: It's um yeah, it's a bit of both. Traditionally, it's not a Gray Piddick coach team where they're leaking goals like this um, on on a regular basis. Like there's been a couple of. Uh, a couple of sort of you know defensive uh, disasters in the past few seasons. They're they're few and far between. So the fact that you know like they, I know they, they shipped two goals uh, to Kapalabar, three to Rochdale, now I don't know. I don't know if Gray will be too happy with uh, sort of you know the defence at the moment because they, they are known as a team that you know that prides themselves on defence, but also as well uh, attacking wise as well they sometimes do find it uh, difficult to score. So the fact the fact that they've scored eight goals in two games, I think, might be a positive thing. So look, it's it's hard to sort of see at the moment. It, it, like I said, it's all going to come to a head on uh, on Friday night for. Uh, the for the, the, the derby to kick off the season, I think that's where you know all, all eyes will lie from you know for here, but uh, but yeah, look, uh, it's it's a very, very it's not a atypical uh Gold Coast United side,
1: it isn't. Let's see what happens, or at least their results. Yeah, well, it's a free, it's great season, free scoring down there on the Gold Coast, see what happens. Hopefully, see plenty of that on Friday night in the derby. That would be mm. fantastic to see the other games in Group C. Caboolture, two all draw with Mitchelton and Olympic with a 5-2 win over Capalaba Adam, which sees Rochdale Rovers and Gold Coast United sit clear on top of this group with four, with, um, sorry, Olympics sit top of the group on six points, I beg your pardon, There's Rochdale and Gold Coast tied for second place on four. So it, again, a lot of people thought Olympic might take a step back upon further evidence. It looks, at least at the start, it looks like Royce Brownlee is continuing on from where Ben Khan left off.
0: Yeah, oh look, yeah, uh, yeah. There might be a bit of um, so sort of obviously changes in the furniture over at Goodwin Park. You know, you know, Ben Khan was there for a long time, five straight Grand Finals. So that, that's going to be that's going to be tough to replicate. But uh, look, I think uh, if anyone can do it, I think Royce Brownley and his side and his team, his team his new squad. I think that they certainly are going to be uh, better than the average.
1: They certainly will be better on average, no doubt about that. They could very well find themselves back in a similar sort of vein to where they've been for the last few years. Finally, Group D, if I can just find my notes in front of me. Let me yes, Group D. Lions FC are played at home to East so it was on Friday night, Adam, and it was nil all at half time, I believe, in this game, and East ran out 5-4 winners, so that's a great result away from home for Matt Chandler's side. We know they do very well against the big sides, but not so well against teams in and around them, so... We shouldn't be too surprised, but that's a really nice result away from home for Easts.
0: Yeah, no, 5-3, five, five, Actually, yeah. Uh, Five-three. Thank you. Final score. Um. Yeah, my I, I do know where that, uh, <laughs> that that inconsistency comes with that uh, that scoreline. We've heard, we've seen a few reports of different things, but uh, yeah. Look, uh, Easts. Uh, they they're as I said, it looks like the enigma that they that are Easts. I think even in the early preseason, I think continues. I think that, yeah, this is, I don't think many people would have called this, um, thought that they'd give much of a chance, but obviously there's a lot of self-belief in these teams. They've got some very good young players coming through. And uh, yeah, I think, again, they may have uh, overplayed their hands slightly as far as, you know, some hidden gems coming, you know, sort of coming out and uh, showing, because this is a, this is a very, very good win. And any, any win over the reigning, over, over the, um, rating premiums, I think is a good, uh, is a good uh, sort of sign. Do
1: you call them inconsistencies? I just call it not being able to read my own writing. Personally, it was a 5-3 <laughs> win for Easton. So it was in a very nice win as well for them in that. match. So the other two matches in this in this group were home wins for Redlands United over South West Queensland Thunder by two goals to one, and Southside Eagles with a 5-1 win over Wynn and So a nice win for Southside Eagles in that one, Adam, which sees them sit top of group D ahead of Eastern suburbs in second. So that's a, that's the top two in that group. So it's interesting, interesting little table there at the moment.
0: Yeah. Group D is, uh, uh pool D is very, very, um, very, very interesting as far as he would not have had money on uh, Southside Eagles leading the way. Uh, wolves, I think is a bit of a surprise to the other way as well. Like they, they drew new law with East, but then they completely capitulated, um, against Southside Eagles, uh, on, uh, yeah, on on Saturday. So yeah, I, I again, this is this is a case of it's pre-season. You know, do you read into it even, even you know, like I said, this this Kappa Pro Series, which you know, speaking to a lot of the coaches over the past, you know. Over the past sort of you know, weeks, you know, getting ready for our MPL preview show, it's it's unanimous agreement that they, that the coaches mm-hmm. love this this um, this new competition. I, I think everyone does. I think this is a I think uh, Football Queensland need to be applauded for their endeavour in this uh, and and getting this competition up and running because I think that you know it serves many purposes more than just uh it, it being you uh, know it is worth another trophy, but also as well you know competitive games for four. The, the real stuff starts, uh, which starts this weekend.
1: I think it's the fact that there's these two games right before the start of the season. Now, that's the thing that the coaches seem to really love, is that they've got a long pre-season, which probably starts around November, December, somewhere for most clubs in and around there. And then they've got these two matches right at the start of the year, which gives them a chance for a real solid hit out in a competitive environment. I know in the lower, like in the Metro Leagues and... And even FQPL two this weekend, they've had some Australia Cup matches, which we'll get to in a moment. That, that are competitive hitouts, but at the NPL level in particular, I haven't had that luxury of having a competitive hitout before the season begins. So I think that's probably more than anything the um thing the coaches like, and maybe if it was three games before the round for the round one, you get even more, get even better results in round one. But it's great to see that they have brought in this competition, and they've got games before the first round of the season that. Really, act as great, great tune-up matches for the league.
0: Well, yeah, and that's the thing is this, is this is the inaugural, this is the inaugural one. Look, as you suggested, if three games, competitive games, you know, that a kick-off, Kappa Pro Series, you know, is is the way to go in future. Look, I'm sure that'll be met with unanimous support. I think it, I think it's such a good, I think it's, it's such a good concept that yeah, that you can you probably could even adjust it even further to make it better. You know to serve its purpose so look i think they're really on a on a winner uh in in this because as i said you know it's not, it's it's not otherwise in years past we would have had a whole bunch of you know meaningless uh, friendlies around yes the lower the lower clubs are playing australia cup at the moment those who, who are still in it um so so yeah so it's a, it's a very very good concept i think that and like I said, don't take my word for it. I think, you know, it's almost unanimous that the coaches and players that we've spoken to both on and off the record, they, 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 they really like it.
1: It is, and we'll have to see what happens with it next year as well. I think you know, there's five group games total, so there's still a few more to play during the course of the season. We'll bring up to date with those throughout the year. Now, now, the aforementioned Australia Cup round three, I'll quickly read through the results here. Willowburn, 4-2 winners over Rabina City. Narangba, 2. Barden-La Trobe, 1. Caloundra, 8. Mogul, three runaway bay six west side one coomera three deception bay one st albans two mwilombo one ripley Bal- ripley valley five high fields nil uqfc four centenary three logan metro seven narang one K- K- Karina, two beg your pardon kawana one yuronga Eur- five acu one southport four Malcravat three Logan Village threw on penalties by three goals to one over Newmarket. Musgrave six, Biwa one. Marundu also threw on penalties for a second week in a row, 3-1 over Park Ridge. Brisbane Knights six, Logan Ruse two. The Gap five, Bailambo Terranora two, Ipswich City three, the old FC Old Bridge two. I'll take a break there, Adam, and we'll go through the rest of the results yep. in a minute, but what are your thoughts on that first set of results? It's Quite remarkable for Maroon, isn't it? Two weeks in a row, through on penalties, perhaps writing their own magic of the cup story.
0: Yeah, I was actually going to. There's, there's two. It's probably two clubs I want point, to um, point out. Marundo is one. Is one that. Uh, yeah, two, two penalty shootouts. that they've, they've survived and they go through round four. The other one is the gap. Uh, they, they've had two trips into Mexico, uh, to, to take on, uh, on clubs. Ed, oh, I don't, actually, I don't know exactly where Tweed Heads, uh, is where, where last week where it's they were. It's over the border. It is over the border, so, yes, so two trips the across border. the border, two and uh two two wins for them. So they they're also safely through to, to round four. But uh look, congratulations to all the clubs that uh got through as you get through to the second lot of results.
1: Yes, that was part one. This is now part two. Turinga Rovers one, Grange Thistle, nil, Holland Park nine, Pine Rivers one, Magic United ten, Legends nil, North Star two, Virginia nil, Sanford three, Redcliffe nil. Nambour Yandina 5, Ridge Hills 4, North Pine 2, Acacia Ridge 1, Ipswich Knights 1, Kangaroo Point 0, Burley Heads 3, North Lakes United 1, Maroochydore 2, Ormo 1, South 5, Bethania 1, St. George Willowong 4, Pine Hills 1, Broad Beach 9, Tarragindi 0, Northbridge 3, North Brisbane 3, Springfield United 2, and New Farm United 3. Annerly Nil. We'll talk about the FQPL2 teams here first, Adam. So this is where they started there, running the, in the campaign, and quite a few nice wins in there for the FQPL2, so particularly Holland Park and Magic, who ran up quite big scores in their first Cup hit for the year.
0: I think they, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they all got through. I think, they, I think they're all safely... Oh, sorry, except Sorry. Except for um,
1: Northlakes United. North-
0: Oh, no, so it's three, because, yeah, so Northlake's United are out, so uh, uh, Grange?
1: Yes, Grange is out. Grange, Grange and
0: uh, Virginia are also out. Yep. No, Virginia wrote
1: FQPL3 anyway, so Yeah, Virginia got out, so it's two clubs from FQPL2 yeah, who, who um went down, and only one, one of those yeah. played to a team lower down, so it's a it's a, it's a good stuff, the FQPL2 sides.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, yeah, oh, I don't know about I don't know if I can forgive Holland Park point nine past um, my Pine Rivers. So no, nah, but look, there, like I said, there's there's a, there's uh, a number of divisions between those two sides. So I know your two teams. Uh, didn't come I was going to so say later.
1: your Pine Rivers, uh, Holland Park might be in the doghouse to you. North Pine United knocking out of Keswick and Namur United knocking out Ridge Hills, the two clubs I played for a lot many many years ago now. They might be in my doghouse a little while after that, but it's good results for them. They're through to round four where the NPL and FQPL one sides will join later next month, Adam.
0: Yeah. Uh, I believe that the weekend of March 24 is when, is when the, uh, the matches are scheduled. I'd say that Football Queensland will release the draw in the coming weeks. So, obviously, keep an eye out on our socials as well as theirs or approach me vice versa um <laughs> on uh, on uh, who who plays who because obviously uh i think that a lot especially a lot of these lower sides i think they would love to see their name um probably i think a few of them would like to actually see to host a MPL or a fqpl site on their patch
1: and it has been a while since we've seen clubs from the lower part of the pyramid progress through to the nationals. We've seen teams from New South Wales and Victoria do so from time to time, but in Queensland, it's typically been the MPL sides and even, even the old BPL sides is, when that was the old competition. It's now, that'd be what, Capital League One now? Oh, Metro FQPL uh, yeah, yeah. three so, now?
0: Oh, yeah, FQPL three. So it's been a while since
1: we've seen clubs from that level progress through. So it'll be interesting to see if one of these clubs can perhaps go on a real run and maybe make the national rounds.
0: Yeah, oh, look. Um... I don't, I don't know about national rounds, but then again, it does come down to luck of the draw if you keep on, if you keep on sort of, like I said, for a few, especially if a few of these, these uh, FQPL one and MPL sides draw each other in round four. Uh, yeah, generally the more, the more sort of all MPL or all FQPL ties there are, the more chance that one of the, the, uh, the lower grassroots club
1: have a chance to, to progress on further. Just cause your local club and my local club is don't rain on the parade of all of these teams. But we'll get to <laughs> we'll get to that in future weeks. For now though, we have a new segment which which we have which is entitled
0: MP of Victoria. It's the center of the universe, huh?
1: Yes, thank you, Warren Moon there. It is called Center of the Universe. And if you wanna take us through what this segment is and you wanna go through the initial and the initial uh first edition of it? Because this was all your brain work, not mine.
0: Oh, thanks for throwing me on the bus uh, to our, all our suddennesses. Yeah, look, uh, inspired by the great Brisbane Roar coach Warren Moon uh, and a statement he made a number of weeks great ago. Great
1: MPL coach as well when he was at Lions as well. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um, no, I think he's legend. I think it's legend stars these days. Anyway, enough sucking up to the boss. Um, yeah, basically... Uh, this is our, I guess, our moment to sort of, you know, to loathe slash appreciate slash respect the MPL Southern Conference, aka MPL Victoria, to see, check up on how our Queenslanders are going down there. And our first entrant on Centre of the Universe is our reigning uh Brisbane Football Review MPL men's most valuable player, Alex Fechner, who who uh, played... He played uh, in Oakley Cannons' 3-1 win over Green Gully. He played 70 minutes.
1: There we go. Well, we'll have plenty of fun with this over the course. There's yeah. only like 45 to 50 players in the top two divisions down there in Victoria, so there's plenty to choose from. I did notice, by the way, on one of the first games of the season, Max Mikula in missing from six yards. That He must have learned that in the centre of the universe because there's no way Lions SC and... Winning wolves and all the great clubs he's played for up here taught him that. He said that he must have learned that down there in the centre of the universe.
0: Absolutely not. Considering that the first time we saw Max mikler in action, he scored an absolute banger of a goal um four four wolves. And that's when we actually thought, oh wow, this this kid is good. And look, he ha- hasn't disappointed. And you know, look and look, yeah, you know, like I said, we'll have a, we'll have a bit of fun with this as well. But yeah, you know, it's obviously important to know that yeah you know, we, we sort of do obviously uh support our Queensland players down in that competition.
1: Although we do wish we they were playing up here. That'll be a semi regular feature. <laughs> Over the course of the season. Before we wrap up, Adam, who is your performer of the week plan to choose from in week two?
0: Well, uh, performer of the week this week. And I was going to try and avoid giving performer weeks based on goals, but this won't be one week that I'll do that because I'm giving my performer of the week to a Tegan Bowman from a Caboolture uh, who scored eight goals in that 17 0 route of Southside Eagles in the Kappa Women's Super Cup. Yes, I know there's probably uh, a big mismatch, but scoring eight goals, uh, you can never really you can never really sort of ignore that. So well done, Tegan.
1: You're going to try and avoid that. I'm going to go for that consistently over the course of the year because that is the easiest way through this. Amy Langworthy with a hat-trick from Gold Coast United is a notable mention, but six goals for Morgan Saunders for... For Surface Paradise against Sutton Junko's fire. As I said, he's probably wrapped up the Kappa Pro Series Golden Boot in one fell swoop. So he is my performer of the week and I see no problem with rewarding the, the top goal scorers in the competitions, Adam.
0: Yeah, I guess I guess at the end of the day the the uh they they the, you score goals, you win games, I think so. Look, I suppose in a way it is, but uh not always the case.
1: You've reluctantly agreed. I imagine you were a defender in your younger days. <laughs> yes. Now, that will do it with this of the Brisbane Football Reviews MPL Sunday show. A reminder, our MPL men's season preview will be out early next week. We'll be caught with a number of coaches around the competition. We'll preview that competition as well as FQPL1 and also give some of our predictions for the season ahead. So keep an eye out for that as well as our full show on Wednesday and also round one next week as well in in the men's and women's kicking, continue on. Get out to your local grounds as well and support your local clubs because they are some great clubs out there. Adam and they could use your support.
0: Oh, absolutely! I think that's the most important thing as well. Is that uh, yeah, support uh, support your local clubs? You know, it's it's certainly you know the the lifeblood of the uh, of the competition. Like the obviously a lot of volunteers. You know, and a lot of players that play you know for the love of the sport more than the just the cash some it's not cash is a little bit more important but look at the end of the day you know we've got we've got some fantastic competition i think especially in the top two men's competitions i think it's going to be a fascinating season just to give a bit of a spoiler on uh the preview for tomorrow i think it's gonna be fascinating i think it's gonna be close and look i think if i think yeah way you can sort of really experience it if you check it out yourself or to us
1: either way both, you do yeah. both. And you can listen to us once again next week as we're back. We'll talk to you all then.